To get in the air. The edges around the world, 50K. And now, Jonovine and Sharon. Tuesday afternoon, welcome along to the program. And uh, last night we got we went we went away on a, a private plane. Yeah, it was very it was it was a four well it was a four seater plane. Ben, you were quite nervous in a tiny plane. I were was. You? He was very nervous. It was thanks to my food bags, new heat and eat meals. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Well, you know exactly <laughs> what you, you know exactly what you're going to say, Jonathan. Oh, yeah, we got talking about some stuff up there, some grim, some grim real, <laughs> memorable stuff. Some obviously, offens- <laughs> we had a very offensive mid-air conversation. Yeah, because we thought. If the plane went down... Who would we eat? Mm. And it, went, it went dark. It went real dark. And now you get to decide. You listening get to decide who you would eat. I did not want to have this conversation last night, and I don't want to have it next on well, the radio. we're going to play you our conversation, and then you can decide <laughs> once and for all which one of us you'd eat. And, yeah, yeah, we, yeah I joined the Mile High Club last night, that's for sure. No, you didn't. Does yourself. it count if it's by yourself? <laughs> I don't think there's a solo <laughs> membership, mate. <laughs> John Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Last night, thanks to my food bag, Heat and Eat Meals, uh, we flew to three different locations and, and gave out dinner on a private plane. Oh, yeah. So much fun. And now we're actually going to be ringing a winner of $1,000 around about 4.45 this afternoon. Yeah, so uh, Midi, a tiny plane. Ben, I could notice you, had, you, were, you were quite nervous looking out. I'm a very nervous flyer in a small plane. You're a nervous flyer in a big plane. Yeah, like yeah. Could, but was, more kept, nervous in a small. He grabbing onto our knees, like you know, you know how you do the thing with your hands on your knees. I'm also and a very handsy person, so it's hard to tell. We learned that last night because on this plane, I couldn't tell if he was feeling randy or scared. <laughs> bit of both, bit of both. Because you know when you go on a bus, how uh, always on the bus there's the weird family seat where there's uh, four people and they face each other. Yeah, very close proximity as well. It was like that on the plane, except closer. So knees so, were touching. Yeah, one person to go outside knees and one person to go inside knees. And I'll make Sharon keeps saying, oh, don't look at me, but I'm taking my pants down. No, I was undoing my <laughs> pants because my belly's getting bigger yeah. and it was uncomfortable. And you kept trying to look. When I keep, when I keep saying, don't look, don't look. And you're exactly. like, what? And you look at you and you're like, I said, don't look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, mid-flight, we're flying over the, we're flying over New Zealand, tiny plane, we have a conversation. Dan, our producer, kicks it off. If we go down and we all survive, but we have to eat someone. Okay, whose ass are we eating? <laughs> you can eat my ass. Jono's fed himself Why did you, nicely. Ben just straight away looked at me like, she's got the biggest ass. Dan? I'd, like, I'd eat Dan's cheeks. He's got nice cheeks. <laughs> Definitely eat Dan first. He's got a girl booty. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. 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 Oh, I yeah. love tender calf muscles, though, eh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, listen, okay, so we all, the whole group agrees we're going to eat Dan first. Yeah. 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 And then we'd eat Jono. Yeah. What? I don't mind being eaten. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll sacrifice, but then it comes down to you two. So how are you going to eat Sharon? <laughs> <laughs> how, are you, how are you eating Sharon? What are you starting with? Oh. Oh. eat first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird question. No, what are you going to eat first? <laughs> I really don't know how to answer this one. Well, just say her arm. Sure just right. please say her arm because we're all, we're all our minds are taking us to a, our minds are taking us to a place that we shouldn't be right now. I just imagine just, like, just say her arm, for God's sakes. What? Each other got fat arms. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any the most the least sexual body part I can right now. He would 100 percent eat my left. Yeah, yeah, good, definitely. <laughs> good, 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 good. So we were quite delirious. Jeez, that was odd. <laughs> that was odd, and, and uh, quite delirious. So did you make up your mind though? 
Well, the end? Know, I didn't want to answer that. <laughs> you, you, you cleverly avoided the question. That's right. I'm getting like politician. Yeah, run, run in the election this year. 0800 The Edge. Okay, who would you eat on the show and why? If you had to survive, who are you choosing? Out of what? Like John O'Ben, Sharon and yeah. producer Dan. Yeah. Text already, uh, already through to 3343. Hands down, I'm going to eat Sharon. There's nothing on the other two, and I'd probably catch something from Jono. <laughs> Fat shaming! <laughs> and disease <laughs> shaming. Disease <laughs> shaming as well. <laughs> she might catch a good time from me. Oh, Ooh, what? what? Oh, okay. Is that what you want to call it? Oh, right under the edge is the phone number. We're going to do the weirdest uh, phone topic we've ever thrown out there. <laughs> well, Kylie is on 0800 <laughs> the edge right now. Kylie, tell us, who would you eat? Jono, Ben, myself. Oh, no, don't call me Jono. Oh, Tubby? Would you eat Tubster? <laughs> Tubs of Podgy? You died of beer and, uh, and chips and Ben stuff. or Sharon, who's it going to be? I would go for Sharon. What? Great choice. For the reason that I would, I would assume that Sharon would have less body hair. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I yeah. am a freshly plucked yeah, so chicken. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I pride myself on having the um, the most hairless thighs on New Zealand radio. <laughs> they are quite hairless. The juicy thighs. You could have you could have tucked into my juicy thighs, Kylie, the, but no. Where, where are you starting no. on me, Kylie? Like, As Ben what's... would have it, they're very juicy thighs. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> they're good for Christmas would, dinner, guys. It probably it would probably be like the inside of your forearm. You know, like how there's that almost like a little fillet. Oh, that's a, a very tender. Yeah, you good choice. You are so lucky that you said a nice fillet because I thought you were going to say something else. So Any, I thought was, you're going to have to say I've got fat forearms. Any cannibals listening to this right now, just their mouths are just watering, aren't they? Frothing. Lorne, who would you eat first out of John O'Ben or I? Oh, I would eat you. Oh, what, is anyone not going to eat me? You're, okay. you're on the leaderboard. Why, we're, we're all why chowing you, down for a nice meal of Sharon. Why, why are you why eating I, me? Why would you? Well, think about it seriously. You need a producer to do a show. Yes. There's no meat on John or Ben. So now you're fat shaming me. <laughs> no, no. The highest ratings your show's had was last week when you couldn't speak. Oh, <laughs> oh damn! Oh. That's actually very incorrect, Lorne. But you know what, mate? I'd eat you just for the fun of it, and then I'd spit you out. Sharon takes us through like it's your idea for a phone topic. You take it very personally, though. No, don't it's because all the calls have been about me. I haven't had any real calls about you yet, Ben. Yeah, no, it's because it's because it's, it take it as an honour that the audience wants to eat you. Hey, Lorne. Uh, so we can get your address because I'm coming around for dinner. What would you eat of Lawn? What would you eat of Lawn? Lawn's gone now. What would you eat first? I'd start with his vocal cords. <laughs> I'd floss my teeth with his vocal cords. <laughs> and then I'd eat his heart out. And then I'd uh, make a fettuccine out of his brain. Oh, I'd kind of be like coconut water. You know, you'd be like, that's probably good for you, but I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little bit salty for some reason. You're I don't like, know why the like, coconut water's salty. Like, oh, I don't really want to have this. I don't think you're drinking coconut water. I think that's something else. Oh, well, he said it was coconut water. <laughs> John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Jacinda Ardern is the brand new leader of the Labour Party. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, I was reading an article with her and saying that she was literally in a cab from uh, Wellington Airport to Parliament. Got a call from Andrew Little, the previous leader saying, hey, I'm stepping down, babes. Time for you to step up. I don't know if you use babes. I don't, hey, I'm reenacting. This oh, is the I'm way I imagine. Cr- creepy phone voice like this that. Is the way I, this is the way hey, I imagine. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Oh. Yeah, g'day. <laughs> yeah, g'day, babes. Oh, g'day, Andrew, how you going? Yeah, nah, good. Hey, bit of news, bit of news. Oh, yeah, what's that? You've got to step down, babes. Oh, yeah. I reckon you should take over the reins. Okay. And that's how it went. That's how it went. So she got to Parliament, they had a meeting, and then next thing you know, she's the leader of the Labour Party. Wow, that was a little sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was quite funny.
Shane, though, everyone is so to Shane. This is why he's not leader anymore. <laughs> I always said, no, sorry, this is no. your dramatisation. I was like, who's going to pull out this game? This is why Andrew... <laughs> so that's what I was thinking. I was just thinking we just had a radio meeting about not going on tangents. Um, well, what, <laughs> what I thought was funny is that everyone announced it and everyone started laying into her boyfriend. They're like, man, the, the Labour Party uh, tra- campaign trail is going to be great now because her boyfriend's a DJ. So he can, like, go down to South and be like, all right, South and I'll DJ Wagon Wheel whenever you want if you just vote for Jacinda. That'll he, work. It'll work. It's a good campaign. It's going to get people doing campaign. it. But wasn't she, because John and Ben's TV show is starting back next Thursday night on 3. Yeah. And so to make make a bit of noise in the markets, they've decided to do 30 hours of interviews non-stop. Which it is starts gonna, on Thursday, yeah. And it's going to be broadcast on The Edge TV if you want to watch it, and of course on The Edge. And um, one of your interviews that you already booked was Jacinda. Yeah, she's booked in for the Friday morning when we were quite delirious. Now, bearing in mind, we booked her in when she was the deputy leader of the Labour Party. Time was probably a bit more on her side. I don't know. If, uh, hopefully she's still committed because if she is our future Prime Minister and she's not sticking to <laughs> uh, her, her promise of doing a quirky novelty interview for an hour with us, then I don't know. Do we trust it around the country? <laughs> well, we'll, well, find let's, out. let's call her and let's, see, let's see if she's even taking our calls. Mm, I think there's a good chance she's not going to take okay. our calls. Oh, sorry. Push one, mate. I did. How many times do I have to tell you to push one before you dial out? <laughs> Nothing like calling a number live on the radio, eh? So, um... We're calling Jacinda Ardern, the new leader of the Labour Party and potentially our new Prime Minister. I reckon she's going to answer. I have faith in Jacinda and I have and I have faith that she's going to turn up to our 30-hour interview. I don't reckon she is, mate. I think you've got more <laughs> chance getting Andrew Little. Well, obviously we've got more chance getting Andrew Little. He got fired for being sexist. You just heard the reenactment. No, he wasn't fired for being sexist. Keep calling around babes over the phone. Hi, you've reached Jacinda Ardern. Oh! Okay. If you'd like to reach me urgently. Yeah, we do want to reach you urgently. Yeah, 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 we do. Otherwise, leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Well, that... Jacinda. Oh, did you hang up on her? I was going to leave a message. No, I didn't want you to embarrass us. Oh. <laughs> I had my voice down even. Jacinda, get out, babes. Send your little again, have babes. Do you want me to try again? Want the leadership back. Do you want me to try again? No, no, no. no, no you always do the double ring if they don't answer. So, okay, this is the thing. She's trying to get on before the end of the show, eh? She's we'll not, answer- crack. not answering her calls. Is she going to turn out for the interview? Is she going to be a good Prime Minister? All these questions and more will be answered <laughs> over the coming days. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. <laughs> okay, so we're having a, ma- a big debate in the uh, studio. We like to call it a mass debate. And oh, no, we call it that because... because you just want to do that for the... Um, <laughs> Excuse the me. This has been... A, this, the mass debate has been a, a, a tradition on the edge for the last 17 well, years. Can you just leave a little gap between the word mass and debate? <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. a little, like, a half That's a second. You guys are disgusting. I'm not on board with this, Sharon. That, it's, it's clearly not that. We're better it's a than debate this. of you're the masses. Than this. No, you... Well, say it. Debate of the masses. That's fine. I'm on board with that. Well, we need to have a debate about this because we discovered... A freak on this show and get ready to call 0800 the edge because we want feedback from you straight away. Jono last night got given a barley sugar on the plane. And you also get these sorts of lollies when you're on like the Air New Zealand flights and you get the Air New Zealand lolly. Hard boiled. Or you visit your grandparents at Christmas. Yes, exactly. Or when you're doing the 40 hour famine and you get jacked up on herds barley sugars. Remember that? Well, it turns out that Jono doesn't suck on these lollies and makes them soft or anything like that. He just straight whacks in his mouth and just starts crunching yeah. away. Only aspects, only aspects in your life you don't suck. 
Yeah. Was that necessary? Completely. Even having I've got that burn. Having a go at Sharon's funny title, having a go at me. Um, but also fire shots this afternoon. Wow. Oh, okay, so masturbate is today. Do debate of the masses. Suck or crunch <laughs> the lollies. Are you a straight cruncher or do you do you tide it out until it's sucked away? I'm oh. one hundred a sucker. Yeah, you're a sucker. Yeah, don't right. look so surprised by that. Yeah, but okay. I am. Okay, so the whole way through, you don't crunch once. I suck when it gets uh, towards the end, when it's not as hard anymore. See, I like I like the idea of sucking, but then uh, but then the midway through, I'm like, nah, that's no, <laughs> got a crunch. You know, he tries to commit to a suck. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It always always ends up crunching. Yeah, always. Well, right. let's go to the, let's go to the phones now. Jason, are you a sucker or a cruncher? <laughs> Definitely a cruncher. Yeah, see, you're you're my boy, Jace. You're my boy. Have you never like broken a tooth or anything? Never. Wow. Okay, that's that's one for you, Jono. Thank you. Sucker or cruncher? Yes, yes. I I am a cruncher. Two from two. What? See, this shocks me. I thought only freaks were crunchers. Sam, sucker or cruncher? Uh, sucker. Hell! Oh, no, that's that's not your team. Finally, someone normal around here. Someone's normal, okay. So here's a question, Sam. Sorry, could we just go to Sam? Do you do you suck the thing until it's disappeared in your mouth? No, it's just not as big until it gets a little bit smaller. Then, crunch it. All right. All right. That's, so I always that's what I want to know about <laughs> sucking is how far do you keep the sucking yep. process going before you actually digest it? Well, we can draw you a diagram later on. But, Thank you. Um, Viana, what about you? Sucker or cruncher? Uh, cruncher. That's that's a clear what? victory. Clear, a clear victory. The crunches. Yeah. Much like Jacinda Ardern slid into the leadership <laughs> of the Labour Party Top today. reference. Prior <laughs> has won the debate. <sighs> well, Crunch always over a suck. Well, there we go. You happy? Can, I'm I, happy? can I just say it's Tuesday, the second day of the week, and already so far today we've done which team member would you would you eat? Uh, and Sharon suckle, won that one. Suckle crunch lollies. And I won that one. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. If you want to go around the world with two mates and get 50 grand, thanks to our mates at Flight Centre, it could be you that's uh, been sent away on that trip in the next few days. Now, a lot of people come up to me, they're like, Japes. I'm like, hey, guys, how are no you No one's calling you Japes, no they're calling all you. Stop, calling you Jadick. Don't give yourself a nickname. Okay, they're coming up to me. catching on. They're like, hey, Japes. I was hey, like, hey. Jadick. And uh, they're like, well, this prize that you're giving away on the radio, one of the greatest prizes in radio history. I'm like, yeah. They're like, is that 50 grand spent on travel? Remember that last sort of little, little dramatisation you did that didn't really work? <laughs> yeah, okay. They're like, is that 50 grand spent on travel? I'm like, no, mate, no. That's you and three mates around the world plus 50k. Yes. And they're like, thanks, Japes. Have a good day. <laughs> they're like, on your way, Jadick. <laughs> well, we've decided we're going to give you a, more of a chance to get in this drawer because we're going to take the best travel stories every day this week at four o'clock and the best travel story at the end of the week will get 10 entries into this drawer. And, uh, John, are you You've chosen today's topic. Yeah, how you nearly died while on holiday. This seems like a great Wednesday night TV2 doco. Hey, that they play at 9.30 just to fill some time. Well, if you uh, want to brainstorm that idea, you can do that in your own time. But Danielle's on high under the edge right now. <laughs> Danielle, what's your travel story? When did you almost die? All right, I was, I was 15 and we were overseas with my stepfather, who was a chief engineer on refrigerating... Rich! Rich! He was, yep. was a chief engineer what? On, on what? Freight ships. On oh, freight ships, yeah, yeah. On freight ships, yep. And we were in the middle of the Atlantic, really late one night, but all gone to bed, and all of a sudden all of the fire alarms went off. <gasps> so I had to jump out of bed, grab our, our safety gear, and get up to the bridge because the great big engine at the bottom of the ship had caught fire. <gasps> oh, oh, my shit, this is gosh. Gone. And you're in the middle of nowhere. 
in the middle of nowhere, late at night. I tell you, it gives you a real reality check. Did you have to get into a lifeboat, or did they manage to put the fire out? Um, we were looking at um, checking on our lifeboats, getting ready to deploy them. We put them out, getting ready to get in them, and they actually managed to get the fire put out just in time before it turned into a huge problem. Had you seen the movie? Had, had you seen the movie Titanic at this point? Because as soon as this story started, I was like, "Oh goodness!" If I was on that boat, I'd instantly think that I was going to be Rose and Jack on a piece of wood. <laughs> I hadn't, but the Titanic actually did go through my head. Oh, oh. I bet it did. How many people can they fit in one of those lifeboats? Um, I think on these ones they can fit about 10 to 15 people. Oh, interesting. Oh, hey, good, good, good travel yard. You're in the draw for those 10 one. entries. Well done, Danielle. Yeah. Well, we've got Kim on 0800 The Edge, and uh, she reckons she can rival that one. What happened to you? When did you almost die while travelling, Kim? So we were in the Serengeti in Africa, and we were on a little guided tour, and there was myself, my husband, and Sorry, my Sorry, stop, stop you there, Kim. <laughs> Did she carry on a story, mate? Yeah, carry on, Kim. I've been drowned out by the Lion King theme music. Carry on, Kim. Okay, Come you're, on, in the, Kim. you're in the Serengeti. Okay. So, yeah, and we, um, we're camping, and the guys were sleeping safely in their jeeps. It was a really uh, electrical storm night, and my cu- husband's cousin was in her own tent, and it was raining, and her tent was flooding, so we, we stuck our head out the tent to yell for her to come across to our tent because we were on higher ground. And we saw it wasn't a tigress, it was a lioness walking across like seven, eight metres. We froze, but she hadn't seen what we'd seen. And it wasn't long after that she ran across to our tent. We just were absolutely petrified that we were going to be at dinner. Oh. And then to boot, we could hear the hyenas in the background. It was just the most freakiest night. But we wake up in the morning, we told our guys, and they just laughed because they were, you know, safe and sound in their jeeps whilst wow. we were. Okay, okay, Kim. Kim, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. The promo department are all looking through the window, calling BS on this story. Did this yeah. happen? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. So, what, how did you how did you get the lions and the hyenas to go away? Well, you just lay very still and very quiet. Jeez. Because we were right in the Serengeti. So without a word of a lie, they were, you know, that, that's their ground. That's their territory. That's so, that is an amazing story. What Kate. I actually do, I just spray them off with a garden hose, mate. No, that's, that's what, what your wife does to you, Jono. <laughs> she also lays very still, pretending I'm not there. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Kim, yeah. Kim, hold the line. We are going to put you in the drawer to win those 10 <laughs> entries into the uh, flight centre drawer to go around the world with two mates at $50,000. Well but done. you've already got one entry. Jono, Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Uh, in the mornings, we spend some time at the Jono and Ben TV offices. Mm. Lovely building, as we talked about before. You call it a building. Some the people hub. call it a cupboard. The hub. We found the rat, though. Rat update. The rat's rat's gone now. Rat update. Yeah, there was a rat stuck in the roof, and it had uh, unfortunately uh, deceased. And, uh, geez, it was really... It was coming through the air vents. It really stung the nostrils. (laughs) Yeah. So So then some poor bugger had to keep drilling holes in the roof. Every day he would come back for, like, it seemed like a week and a half. Just, like, random holes. Like, no, we've got, like, literally 32 holes in the roof now. And he'd just stick his hand up, and eventually... He found that rat. Uh, but today... Uh, and that spirit. rat was Jono. <laughs> He'd been living there for a while. He's been kicked out of home. But um, we, had, we had a meeting the other day. We were meant to have a meeting with one of our editors, Matt, and um, no one no one knew where he'd gone because he'd been at work. And um, 
It was 45 minutes late to the meeting. Job interview. <laughs> well, it wasn't until uh, someone went to the bathroom, so I discovered that he actually locked himself in the bathroom. Like, the, the lock is bung on the door. Oh, my goodness. And he'd been, he'd been shut in there. Now, I was r- thinking of that today as I happily went off to the bathroom myself. So you were laughing to yourself. Yeah, You're like, like <laughs> that was a funny chat. We should talk about poor Maddie being in the bathroom as I shut the door thinking, thank goodness, this is this has been fixed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fixed. Oh, so you the, got stuck. I was in the bathroom. And I was knocking. I was knocking for a long time. How long were you in there for? Oh, we were in 15 minutes at least. But your, your life flashes between your eyes. <laughs> did you, what was did the first thing that flashed up? Your life flashes between your eyes or before your eyes? It's one of the two. What, what Something the, with your eyes and your life. What was the first thing that uh, flashed up before your eyes? God, you, is that you, all I've done? Uh, is, that, is that what I'm doing? Did you, uh, did you have to drink your own pee? Well, no, I didn't get that desperate. I didn't have my phone on me, which was the annoying thing. So I was just like knocking constantly and you try all sorts of, hello, and then like, hello, and then um, I'm stuck in the bathroom. You know, lots of different options. I heard that they all knew you were there. They just uh, left you there (laughs) for a laugh. Well, that might have happened because one of them did say they came on and thought someone was fixing the toilet and then left me there as well. So how, how did you pass the time in there? What were you doing? Yeah, what did you do? Just, just crying, <laughs> rocking yourself. Were you panicking? I imagine you would panic. I You'd be a panicker. I got quite hot and sweaty. Like we're going to make it out of this toilet. I had to take off my shirt at the end because I was you? quite sweaty. Because yeah. you're such a clean freak as well. Like you would, you would have sanitised your whole sit, body. I didn't want to sit down. Yeah, hold on. Were you, sh- <laughs> were you locked inside the toilet shirtless? I wasn't at the start, but I got really hot. I got a bit flustered and panicky. How many, how many clothes were you going to take off? So I took off my hoodie and then I was like, I was still quite hot and getting quite panicky. So I took off my, my t-shirt as well. Oh, poor Ben. And I didn't want to touch anything because, yeah, like you say. Germaphobe. Yeah, so I didn't want to sit down on the toilet. And so then we, <laughs> could you hear the door being fixed and so you had to panic and rush and put your t-shirt back yeah, on? Yeah, I was trying to, so I looked like I'd been doing something else when someone opened the door. <laughs> This sounds like an elaborate yeah. cover-up, Ace. Yeah. His trousers were also down by his ankles. Yeah. I don't know why, but apparently it's quite hot. His yeah. legs needed some air. We don't know why you needed lotion. I panicked. I panicked. It was quite a panicky situation. I can imagine so. But that's the thing. People get stuck. Like, I reckon that is a pretty bad place to be stuck. But there must be worse places that people have been stuck oh, before. Between three and seven on this radio station. <laughs> oh. It's not one of those wow. places. It's not one of those. Let's see if we can find someone that has been stuck in the worst place ever. Toilet's up there. That'd be hard to beat. And where was the worst place you got stuck? I got stuck in a friend's shower after we'd been having a few drinks. Oh, and yeah. I, she fell asleep and I got a bit ill, so I hopped in the shower and I didn't know that her shower door jammed. <gasps> and um, so I was in there for about two to three hours. I, I was, like, yelling and screaming and no one came. And, um, yeah, I was crying, and then I ended up, she found me, like, two to three hours later, just curled up in the corner, trying to keep warm with the water, like, really low on warm. Man, there's nothing that makes it, there's nothing that makes a hangover worse than being naked, curled up in a stranger's shower. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so horrible. That is, that is horrific. Although, you know, every time you're in the shower, you're like, oh, if I could just spend longer in the shower. You yeah. got to live that dream, Anne. Was it all as, was it all as cracked up to be? Oh, for about ten minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love Anyway, you it. came out clean. That's that's a good point. That's, that's good a, point. Look, look, at, look at the positive. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. Jesse, where was the what was the worst place you got stuck? Okay, so six years ago, I was working out Kaiteri Beach, one of the restaurants there. I went to go get something during mid-service in the fridge, and the bolts had fallen off the door from the inside. Oh, oh. so you got a fridge? 
Yes, I was stuck inside one of those industrial fridges for about 45 minutes. Oh, dude. Is it true when you get stuck in those that um, your hair turns into icicles? Because I've seen that on telly a few times and I've just ever wondered if that was accurate. I have as much hair as Jono does, so it didn't really affect me. Oh, uh, right, so you're a handsome man. We've, we've taken that one off. <laughs> oh, definitely, mate, definitely. Did, did you have to start taking your clothes off like Ben felt the need to? Uh, no, I was actually... See, it's not the thing... Well, no, he was in a fridge, mate. No, it, was a cold, it was a cold situation. It was a confined space. Yeah. you think he wanted to put clothes on, but in my case, quite a hot room. <laughs> no, no, I, w- I was trying to call, but I couldn't get any reception in the fridge either. And then obviously banging on one of those, no one can hear you from the outside. And oh. everyone was in mid-service serving and cooking up a feed. Was, so. there, a, was, there, was, there, was there a moment you are like, this is it, this is how I'm going? Oh, yeah, my hands were starting to go numb, and I was like, oh, here we go. And then luckily someone actually came in to get some veggies, and they're like, what the hell are you doing in here? And I just, just yelled at them, don't you close that bloody door. Oh, there oh, you go, yeah. Fair enough. Who else is on the phone there, Sharon? Where well, have you been stuck? Well, Glenn, he got stuck in a pretty terrible place while doing a ropes course. What happened, Glenn? Yeah, well, sort of challenge yourself, um, leap of fate sort of stuff, and there's three pipes covered by dirt, and I went through the big one pretty easy, and I thought I'll probably be able to do the next one. And uh, you had to put your hands down by your side and wiggle through, so each wiggle you gained about an inch, but I got halfway through and just absolutely freaked out, couldn't move, and no one... No one could even come and get me, so... As soon as somebody says to me that I have to wiggle through something, I know straight away that my butt is not getting through there. If there's, if there's wiggling involved, then everyone needs to get out of town. What, how did they get what, you out, Glenn? They put a, um, a chamber two piece of timber through oh. the pipe oh God. and then um, added another one to the end of that and then pushed me through the end of it. Oh, you like a little, a little bit of a sausage, bit of sausage wrapped inside, so jamming through. Never thought I was claustrophobic or anything, but there's lots of stones, and I was only wearing stubbies and a thing, uh, stubbies and a oh. t-shirt. So did they at least? I was pretty, did, did yeah, they, challenged myself anyway. Did they at least lube you up in any way before they start sh- pushing you through <laughs> a, a pipe? Hey, Glenn, we've got this bottle of, bottle of virgin olive oil, mate. We'll just biff that in there. Try and get as much of that around you as possible. Tell you what, she would have done the trick if they'd uh, given me a heads up before I did that anyway. Yeah, wow. Hey, Glenn, we just need to take a dip in this olive oil. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. Glenn has just confirmed well, again for me why exercises are like fun activities, just not really a fun activity. That's what I've always said, and that's why I have the body of a Radio Hunk nominee. <laughs> 2017. Yeah. You have not let Woman, this go to your head at all, have Woman's you? Day, get voting, babes. Woo-hoo. Get voting, babes. If you want to see a slightly chubby bald man <laughs> win the hunk of the year. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks to all of those guys as well. Uh, they may have got stuck somewhere bad, but they are all in the drawer to get to somewhere good with two friends and $50,000 thanks to Flight Centre. Johnny Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Now, thanks to My Food Bag, Heat and Eat, we've got $1,000 cash plus three months of My Food Bag up for grabs with our dinner dash that we did last Oh, and last night we flew to three different cities to visit three different houses with My Food Bag's limited edition heat and eat meals for dinner. And God, they look good. They did look good. It was was an honour flying with you guys in that tiny little plane, that tiny little pencil in the sky. It was fun. It, it was, was really fun. It was. Or not. No, it was fun. It, it was, was fun. It was a fun time, wasn't it? I was Although, like, if uh, I'm going down, I want to go down with you guys. We did catch uh, Jono, though, tried to uh, to steal one of the pies because he's like, oh, they were all so healthy and delicious. Yeah, I did think that about the heat and eat meal, Sharon. I was thinking the whole time, they're so healthy and delicious. And they're super convenient. That's And I thought the convenience of them too, Ben. Yeah. That's what I thought. Healthy, delicious, and convenient. That's right.
Put one of those pies in my pie hole. Thank well, you very much. Mate. We, had to, we had to give them away That's last right. night. That was our job. So three houses, although we um, we gave... We kind of ended... Look, can we... We're not that good at deliveries. Can we be okay. honest with so you? So what we did is... Uh, we, what Sharon's laughing about is the fact that we might have gone to one of the wrong houses. <laughs> yes, we, we did. did. We just turned up... We literally went to the middle of nowhere in rural New Zealand. This was a house with no other houses around it. We were like, oh, here's some bloody low-rent... <laughs> here's some low-rent broadcasters turning up. They're going to love this. Well... Turns out we turned up to the wrong house. We invaded some poor guy's birthday called Sean. We had an awkward conversation figuring out that they didn't enter the competition. But we did get to sit on their zebra lounge suite. Yeah, we did. And we got a lovely piece of caramel birthday cake when we walked out. So we just turned up to the wrong house. Bolden, literally in the middle of nowhere in Hamilton, guys. In the middle of someone's birthday cake. They weren't expecting us. They weren't expecting us. <laughs> we bowled into a very rural property and had, quite possibly, the most delicious piece of cake I've ever tried. <laughs> it was a lovely life. birthday and a lovely piece of cake. <laughs> it was caramel flavour cake. It was, jeez, oh I don't think my taste buds will ever be the same. <laughs> that aside, quite a big hiccup in our journey. A little bit awkward, eh? Like, we sort of show up. I thought they were doing a gag. They're like, we were expecting you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, I thought that was their dinner entertainment. They were all going to come out of the back room. Yep. No, but they definitely weren't expecting us. And, uh, so now Dan, our producer, is very stressed. We're running an hour late. Um, my big head of hair is going to be a lot less. The worst thing is we play for the plane by the hour. <laughs> it's five grand an hour. And, uh... The other thing is, we've still got to cook the pie when we get to the actual place. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, okay, I ruined it. Yeah, you've ruined it. You know how stressed out you get when there's just like an Uber sitting outside your house for, for two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Multiply that by 10 million yeah. in an airplane waiting in an airport for you. Okay, so then we did make it to the right house and coincidentally also the winner because each household had to entertain us with the heat and eat meals thanks to my food bag, limited edition, healthy, convenient, tasty. Uh, and each house had to entertain us. We had to decide which was the best entertainment. All three did fantastically. I'd like to say well done to Brittany, well done to... Oriwa. Oriwa. Uh, but there has to be one winner, unfortunately. And we're going to call them right now. Well, not unfortunately. It's unfortunately. Unfortunately for this person. <laughs> unfortunately for the others who are lovely people. We had us in the house. We shared some uh, my food bag, uh, heat and eat, delicious pies with them. Yeah, let's call them now. Hello? Oh, my God, Jody. Just ringing to say, you did a bang-up job last night. You got $1,000. Oh, my God, thanks so much. Yeah, there you go. 1000 bucks plus three months free my food bag. Oh, my God, thank you so much. And now tell everyone what your theme was, what your entertainment was. Uh, we threw a Mexican party. It was so much fun. It was awesome. Yeah, the piñata. We whacked the old yeah. beef and mozzarella pie in the oven. How and then did we that go the down? Then we whacked the piñata. It piñata. was so good. Everyone loved it. Oh, they, even put up, they even put an offensive racist wall up that we had to climb over. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. It wasn't that racist. <laughs> no, the wall wasn't that racist, to be honest. The people who built it were. No. He's doing a Trump gag. That's not true. Yeah, you I'm guys, not calling you racist. Sorry. You were all, I've gone in deep. You were all very lovely. You had a very cute baby, and the good news is we're going to give you that $1,000 cash, the three months of the free My Food Bag, all thanks to the all-new Heat and Eat Meals. Um, so you can add one to your, your regular My Food Bag now. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for You're having welcome. us, Jody. You and your friends and family were lovely New Zealanders. Lovely. Kia kaha. John O'Ben and Sharon. On the edge. Sharon Casey's living out a, a, a dream tomorrow night, which she appears on her favourite show. So, uh, guys, because I'm now a big successful actress, probably going to win an Emmy Award for my role in Shorten Street on Wednesday night. I like how you're not getting ahead of yourself. It's oh, good. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to say best actress in a cameo, but it's pretty good. We've got about 17 lines on Shorten Street.
Street this Wednesday You've night. You've made it, Casey. You've ring, made ring, it. ring, have... ring. Hello, is that the Emmys? I have Sharon from New Zealand who would like that's to me. enter. That's me. Well, Best cameo of a radio announcer featuring in a primetime drama. Well, the good news is, is um, because now I am part of the thespian community, is I have got Tash on the show, on the show right now who plays Blue on Shorten Street, who is in a scene with me. Hello, fellow castmate. Hello, how's it going? Nice to hear from you again. I know, it's been such a long time since we uh, did some grade A acting together. Yeah, totally, I miss it. Right. Was it now, was it, was it, Tash, was it grade A acting? Yeah. Now, be honest, because... <laughs> well, as a fellow um, newbie to the show, I have only myself to compare it to, and it was, you know, top-notch. It was grade A, I would say. Oh, grade A? Grade a. See, told you. So we're not going to be disappointed when we, when we see Sharon on the screens on, on Wednesday night? No, and you know, I've been going through hair and makeup. There's not much you can pick apart. There's no flaws there. Oh, okay. When when uh, when Tash says grade A dot 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 grade A crap acting. <laughs> um, excuse me. I think that is uh, just a little bit of jealousy. They don't believe that I have more than one line either, Tash. What? You had that whole monologue. You've just gone for it. See? Oh, I'm monologue. monologue. Okay. Oh, like okay. This actually actress. sounds like a real thing, unless you paid uh, Tash quite a lot of money. No, of course <laughs> not. Of course not. <laughs> Is it good parking? Good parking at Shoreham Street? Um, it's okay. It depends good. what they're doing outside. Yeah, right. So do you, do you generally get a park? Like, what time <laughs> do you... We're getting into quite a lot of logistics here. I don't <laughs> know if it's that important. <laughs> I want to know what's happening. <laughs> so what are your hours? Like, to, What are your hours when you have to work on Shoreham Street? It really varies. Sometimes I'm there for like two hours, sometimes I'm there all day. It depends when you get there, actually, because if you get there around like midday, you have no chance of getting a park because oh. everyone's got all the good ones. Oh, see, this is the thing that someone who's swooped, Dr. Chris Warner swooped in for his <laughs> early acting shift. He's taken the prime spot. I know, and then the cheeky crew get in on all the actors' uh. parts. It's, it's, yeah, it's a... Nightmare. <laughs> is, is it intimidating when you first get on Shorten Street for the first time because you have got people like Dr. Chris Warner and TK Samuels and all that? Well, to be honest, I didn't actually know who anyone was before I started, and I think that was a really good tactic. <laughs> <laughs> had you never seen the show? I had never seen the show, which is so embarrassing. But... Oh, my God, that's classic. Yeah. That's good. Hey, uh, you were Shorten Street's our first transgender actor as well, which has been a, a landmark for the show. Um, did yeah. you understand how important the role was going to be heading into it? Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think actually with time I've understood like the actual gravity of the role more and more, which has been really nice and rewarding. Something, yeah, that I couldn't have anticipated before I started, but mm. it's been really fun. Are you getting re recognised in some strange places now? Yes, some super strange places. Uh, petrol stations, supermarkets. Someone was um, holding like heaps of sanitary products at the other end of the aisle for me at the supermarket and they threw them up in the air and started sprinting towards me. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Flying tampons. So I, can imagine, I can imagine that scene in slow motion with pads and tampons just raining down on the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> the screams of like, blue. Oh, that is amazing. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you this afternoon, Tash. We know that uh, we've made you a little bit late for your latest scene, so that's great. Good to know because you guys film a little bit ahead. Good to know that nothing's happened to blue and that it's still going strong. No, long live blue. <laughs> yeah, you long live blue, and you keep getting those good car parks at Shortland Street, okay, Tash? Yeah, number one priority. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lovely yes. to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you guys too. See you later. That was another fine John O'Ben and Sharon podcast. If you need more of them in your life, try the John O'Ben and Sharon 24-7 channel on the Rover app and listen live on the edge three till seven weekdays.